Hey, Bart. Hey, babe. <laughs> well, Bart, we're, uh, we're, you know, our lives have gotten a little busier with uh, school starting back, and we're kind of getting hot and heavy into that. But we do have one more episode with Uncle John's family that, uh, you know, conversation we have. But, uh, Barb, I also kind of want to tell you another milestone about the podcast. We have our first sponsor of the, of the, uh, of the podcast. If you've listened to a old episode, uh, you might have heard an advertisement. Uh, our, once you hit a certain, uh, number of plays, Spotify <laughs> actually asks you to, uh, be your first sponsor. Promote yourself. Promote, yes. <laughs> and you're promoting them as far as being, a, uh, you know, the ability to start a podcast. And they have asked us to uh, be a sponsor. So we have made, in, in I think about a week now, we've made 13 cents. So, 13 cents? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes us professional podcasters I believe not. anything makes us professional. <laughs> you too can start your own podcast with Spotify. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Go Spotify. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's another. Maybe for 15 them. cents by, by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get back into Uncle John's family story. You're also probably going to hear another uh, couple of things from... Uh, WBLH, the, the fake radio station. Uh, <laughs> My favorite. That's My right. Favorite. That's right. We got a couple more little clips. Hope you'll enjoy them, and uh, we'll uh, we'll finish uh, Michael John's story here and uh, get you know getting you ready for that. So you you ready to to uh, continue on? I am. Start starting your own lives, going to conquer the world, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, now, there's always been an Auburn Alabama divide in the Brown family, and Uncle John was devout Alabama. Oh, you know, I, I do, I do know that. So, Carrie, you go to Alabama because yes, because Mother said if you're having a hard time deciding, your daddy would be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. Wait, was Auburn, was Auburn even being considered? No, no. Okay. Sanford, UAB, okay. and Nancy was pushing UAB, you know, are okay. encouraging. Like, yeah, right. she had been there, and I had the scholarship That's offer awesome. from Alabama, and Mother said, your daddy would be very happy. Yes. <laughs> so, like, okay. Well, the go. dad at Sydney uh, didn't go, but she applied to Auburn for yeah. her daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got an acceptance letter. We were like, sorry, baby, that's out of state. <laughs> I appreciate your efforts. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of going into this era with, you know, dad, I think dad was, I won't say adamant, but I think he would have done anything for all four of yes. us to get a college degree yeah. at this point in time. You know, go go back to his generosity. Yes. Um, even when some of us weren't really dead set on going to college. <laughs> it it, it seems would, would be better than us. It did. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Even, even if you take it a few steps further back than that, like in high school, one of the, I mean, one of the classes that he like really wanted us to take was or at least for me was typing mm. and it was like I can go do shop yeah. <laughs> or I can take typing you right. want me to take typing yes and, and, Mike, and Mike you know he, he probably won't admit but Mike was always the mechanical mind out of, oh, out of yeah. our group I, I remember you know kind of going back to what Kyle said about plan you work work you plan and plan on it not to work yeah. you know that when we when we start doing farming work for whatever whether we're belling hay or whatever you know something was going to tear up okay and so it, I mean it never failed and so we we were always around and I always tell people 
you know, Mike was the one, he was the one right there with Dad and Uncle Wynn. And I think he was watching and helping in any way he could very intently. Well, I'm kind of out on the periphery, you know, throwing rocks or doing whatever. But, you know. I was counting the hours that this was done. Yeah. But, but they'd turn around and they'd look at Mike and say, Mike, go grab the crescent wrench. And Mike would turn around and say, go get the crescent wrench. So I was always the gopher. You know, at least I figured out what tools were. But I'd always come back and hand it, you know, to Mike. And he'd turn around and hand right. it to them. But. I think, like I said, Mike always had that mechanical mind, right. which I don't know if that's why you, what made him decide well, to go to Auburn. But what did you? What was your major at Auburn, Mike? When you went over, what did you graduate? Engineering. Engineering. I guess. And so then, science. So I tried his hand at college for a little while. Yeah. All right. And we we talked last time. He, he ended up graduating with storage. And Kel, you went. Where did you start from? You graduated high school. What? I went to Southern Union for two years, and then I went to UAB. UAB. Okay. So all and of I you, went to JSU. <laughs> <laughs> We're all covered. We, we almost yes. had every major college. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, if any college wants to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So. Uh, so y'all, y'all start your lives and all that kind of stuff. So we'll, we're, we're hitting about the mid-90s here, which is kind of what I want to get to Uncle John starts the... But I want I will say one thing. <clears throat> so I was the last to finish yeah. to get his diploma. <laughs> well, well... I'm I'm, just pertinent to the story. Well, because... because be doctors. We had a party. Did you? We had a party okay. at Lex Brown's. I don't know why we did it at Lex's, but we did. We had a party at Lex Brown's. <laughs> right. And... We had we made a picture because right. all four of his kids yeah. had held their diplomas. They had they had accomplished the goal. Right. That he because right, I mean that's one thing. Again, listening to some of the other stories, and I think Daddy probably and I mean he probably got along with all the brothers and sisters as consistently more than any other right. two. Like just but he, you know, he did not say, I hope you go have a car, you got to get a job. Yeah. Like he didn't want us to work because school was our job. I mean, yeah. he emphasized that over and over. School is your job, or at least that's my memory. Right. And that, you know, if we needed a car, wasn't going to be a nice, the, the nicest new car, but we got cars. Right. And, and we could have jobs. We could work in the summer, but we weren't going to do anything that took us away from school, even sports, that... And I, and I remember him paying us for grades. Oh, you know, oh yeah. Well, that was always a big day at the yeah. dining table. Yeah. Yeah. He was for yeah. grades. But he, yeah. he'd always make the yeah. comment to me, like, you know, so I don't know. You're not really good at much else. But yeah. you can, you're really good at playing. Yeah. You're not know, really good at hunting at so. Yes. Yes. Which, which leads me into the smart son and, and that story about the smart son. Right. You know, I was going to, I'll, I'll leave it, I'll just tell you yeah. that real quick. Right. That we were, we were down at uh, Mama and Papa's, uh, mom's parents, and uh, I think there were some people over visiting that we had never met before. And, and dad and mom and, you know, Papa and Mama's friends were all sitting in there. And we were probably outside doing something, so we came inside because they wanted us to meet their friends. And I don't know, Karen Kelly may have already, may have already walked in and, Mike walks in first, and you know how dad and dad's like, hey, here's my smart son. And I kind of followed him right behind, and he's like, hey, this is my other son. <laughs> he didn't have a description for me other than the other son. So. Oh, that, that may be a shirt. Cause that may be. And he would often, he would often, teasingly, jokingly, say to Kyle, 
Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Oh, this, this is the son I never, never had. had. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was in the syrup making yeah, part. Yeah. And just last thing, I know you want to kind of move oh, on, yeah. but, but you know, we, we did do a lot of activities growing up and yeah. dad, I think dad was very adamant. I mean, he, you know, he was one of those parents. He wanted, he wanted to be there, you know, yeah, for yeah. just about mm-hmm. all our sporting events yeah. and yeah. all of our friends, you know, from, uh, you know, Carrie's age down to Kelly's age. I mean, I can't yeah. tell you how many kids or friends of ours still reminisce about our dad and right. how he would go on with them and, yeah. and you know, I mean I think it, just, it was the highlight of their yeah. of their spectator yeah. experience. And you see right. them now. Yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. I mean the only really and truly unless you've had a town during summer for base or for baseball one right. spot. I mean he was there just about every game. The yeah. only the only things that I remember him not being there for was uh, high school baseball. Yes. And the fact that those games usually started at like three thirty four. Yeah. Because the there were a lot of so, days. I mean, he probably yeah. left here at four o'clock Alabama time. Most yeah. most of his work in in mm-hmm. my memory. Yeah. There were days I definitely remember. We'd get off the bus, he'd come in, and go to the bathroom, and we'd hit the car, and right. they'd be, but, you know, yeah. wherever we had to go. Yeah. And it you know, might be another hour and a half drive, and we might not get back till nine or ten o'clock. And then he was out the door the next morning at four o'clock to and go to work. If you're like me, like we were going to the dad story, like as a kid, you never, you never really think about what your parents, their their station in life, as you're doing your little thing as a kid, and then you have kids on your own. You're like, oh, yeah, how do you what yeah. in the world? Is and, it? and I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the number of hours that like he would get home in the evening, and you know. He would he would get home and we would start hounding hounding him about going out in the backyard and and hitting fly balls or, or hitting baseballs to us. Right. And he would do that for know, thirty minutes, forty five minutes, yeah. what, whatever, till we got tired. I mean, a lot of times it was till we got tired and finished up. No, but there were other things he probably liked. Or, yeah, or just just, down just to sit down and rest. Well, because right. Uncle Will was on the road, so yeah. a lot of times Daddy. His, he had to take care of the cows yeah, when they right. had to be fed and, and whatever because Uncle Went, being a truck driver, right. he wasn't always around, especially then when his boys got grown. So I do remember. But just as an outsider, like I said, you and John are always the, the, the hostess for the mostest. So it's, <laughs> it's always kind of, uh, I, I, I look back now and <laughs> Sal wants to tell, go ahead and tell Uncle Sal about the the. My, my appetite as a young man. Well, we were just talking earlier about how, you know, or, and mom, you know, said that she uh, completed her dietitian degree. And uh, so we were not, we all, we always had plenty to eat. So don't get me wrong, but mom was, you know, when she cooked a meal, yeah, she was very big about portions, you know, that, right. that Overeating was not something that we did here at the the Brown House. But breakfast is, you know, Saturday morning breakfast or whatever. We we usually had a, you know, eggs, bacon, you know, right. homemade biscuits, you know, that that kind of thing. And yeah, there was one one Saturday morning when you were visiting with us. Now, it might have been the first time you were ever over here with us. No, there, uh, there were many Saturdays. Okay, well, I, I don't know why this one stood out, yeah. or why, but but she had made 
She probably had had there that, that would have made seven of us, so she probably made fourteen strips of bacon. Right. Yeah. You know, and it was understood amongst our siblings <laughs> that you only got two pieces of bacon. Yeah. And for some reason you chose the chair closest to the plate of bacon and when you know, whenever it was you know, whether we said a, a prayer or wherever whenever it said to go, you know, right. time to eat, all I remember was your big paw hitting that <laughs> plate of bacon and about eight pieces coming up with that big paw. And I nearly I came out of my chair because I knew if you took eight pieces, then the rest of us might not even get a piece. All, so. all, all of a sudden, you got good math. All of a sudden. You had no rule. We were real good at noticing how many, you know, servings oh, yeah. and pieces yeah. everyone had gotten to make sure that yeah. one did not get more. But bis biscuits, biscuits were a big part of our, our oh, raising yeah. too, you know. And yeah. I, we'll swear to this day, Mom only did it just because if we were still hungry, you know. But you that was, yeah, yeah. That was a little extra food. Yeah. But Roland would also say that's what won, him, won uh, Mom over with him. With biscuits. Biscuits. Yeah. She made good biscuits. She, and then she he spent many of us browns. There's no doubt over the years. WBLH Bureau News Alert. We have received information that Pat McElroy has found five men in her home. She called and said she would like someone to come get three and leave the other two. We'll have more information on this as it becomes available. All right, so that, that fast forwards us too. So, so we're getting in the 90s, and Uncle John, for the most part, was a pipe fitter for 30-something years and then retired in 96. He retired in 96, yes. All right, so... Uh, and you probably know where I'm kind of going with this, especially that was a great segue with the biscuits. So thank you all very much. <laughs> so how does he decide, Aunt Martha, that that's the sorghum thing that he kind of is hobby or whatever that he wants to kind of get to? How did that come uh, out? Well, he retired. I was still working. And so he was able to spend a lot of time with my daddy. Okay. And so, uh, as I said way earlier, Daddy, when he lived, when he bought the farm down on the river, he had a cert mill. Right. And so he and Daddy would talk about sorghum syrup, making right. sorghum syrup. So in 97, he grew his first patch, and um, Rio Benefield had a mill at his house. So he fixed it up, yeah. and they took the cane down to Rio's, mainly, I think, because Rio, uh, Rio's sister-in-law, Phoebe Benefield, right. she wanted to see it made again. She she liked it. Right. So they made the first syrup down at um, Rio's house. Okay. Well, by the next spring, he had his first meal, and he had his first furnace built here. Okay. And then Rio was his cert maker. Right, cooker. Yeah. His cooker, yeah. his cert maker. So and that uh, started it. And were you like, what? I mean, like, like what was the, uh, or just like, well, is this having adventure? We'll, we'll figure out what, what this is. I didn't think that much about it. Right. I mean, did you think it was going to be as much as what you did? No. <laughs> no. In fact, yeah. Uh, well, you know, he didn't either, but yeah. people were, people wanted it. Yeah. I mean, they were wanting it. And one Sunday morning, well, John Howe is my cousin, 
and uh, he did some freelance writing for the Alpha magazine right. for the Anderson Star. But then one Sunday morning, we're getting ready for church, and I get a phone call. And it's this man from down somewhere in South Alabama. And he said, I saw the article about the sorghum syrup. And I said, oh, you must have seen that in the Alpha magazine. And he said, no, I saw it in the Farm and Ranch magazine, okay. which is a national right. magazine, national publication. I didn't even know that John had submitted an article to the right. Farm and Ranch. Well, that year. It was on. It was on. Yeah. It was on. We shipped, <laughs> we shipped syrup to California, to Michigan, to Florida, to Georgia. To, I mean, every, you just can't yeah. imagine how much, even to Japan, right. we shipped syrup. But we weren't in the business to <laughs> yeah. make syrup right. to do. We weren't, they'd, they'd say, can, I give you my credit. I said, we don't do credit cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the way we, I mean, you know, this was truly a, uh, uh, we shipped at UPS. Right. When was this, Mom? Was this like early 2000s when uh, you got big like this? Or late 90s? No, this would have been in the early 2000s. When John was still at, Har that's the dog. When the, he was still at Harrelson County and he was doing the Howl magazine. Right, yeah. And so he was doing, like I said, doing some, Riding, right. and because it wasn't convenient. I mean, she had to drive to Carrollton yes, to drop it off at UPS. Right. It wasn't, and it was easy fully trussed yeah. because I would pack yeah. it, I would take it to UPS, and I would mail it, and then I would call the person yeah. and say, "Syrup's on the way. It's going to cost All right. this much." Yeah, <laughs> and then they'd have to send me the money. Yeah. That's not the greatest business plan I've ever heard. There was no actual postage, you know, whatever you yeah. can just charge. Yeah. You just add that to the cost of the you know, we, yeah. we tried to figure out, well, how could we charge a shipping and handling? Uh, yeah. But there was no there was no rhyme or reason to yeah. that. We just trusted people were going to send us the that's, money. That's funny. And so, did you did you ever have anybody that no, did not send never, never, never. Yeah. And to this and of course we don't have the sort of syrup to, to send. But out of those 50, maybe, I don't know how many people we sent sorghum syrup to, um, there's a lady called whose name is Bonnie Brown. She lives in Texas now. Uh -huh. And uh, I made a trip with Kelly and the girls to Fort Worth, and I got to meet her. Really? Yeah, she lived in California when, yeah. I, when, when we shipped her syrup. And then there was another couple that lives in Florence. And when Avery started going to Florence, I, t I wrote him a letter and said, uh, my grandson's started to school and he's going to First Baptist Florence. And, right. Well, that's our home church. Really? So then I got to meet wow. the Austins. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's the only two. It is amazing because that we've you know, started doing this like SOP stuff that we've done. How many people that I know who are like begging me about a, a quarter sort of them or they and it's not necessarily, there's like a nostalgia with it as much as it is the, the, the product itself. I think is what people really kind of are yeah. in love with it, you know, kind of about. And talking about my biscuits, he always said they taste great. But now I did not make cat heads yeah. like Granny did. They were, I, were little biscuits. But he did say they just were not sopping biscuits. Because <laughs> he could start over here on one side of the plate 
when it came through the syrup, when he got ready to get it to his mouth, his biscuit was filled with syrup. Right. So yeah. <laughs> he had to eat it with a fork. <laughs> so, she made flaky biscuits. Yeah. Because <laughs> if they're green, you can make something. Yes, yes. green, you can make something. Yes. Yes. So uh, then we, I'd like to tell this story. I'm actually going to pick on Barbara because I want her to tell the story. She <laughs> so we moved back out here. We're y'all's neighbors for a little while in Green's old place. All right. So I have a lot of fond memories from Uncle John when I lived, not just when I was a kid, but when I lived over here. I, I did one on the last uh, podcast or episode. One of those was if I ever needed any part or anything whatsoever, I wouldn't even need to go to Home Depot or anything. I could just go to the building and I could find whatever in the world I needed. It was unbelievable. Yeah. One of my other favorite stories involves my wife and Uncle John. Because uh, he would he would sometimes ride the tractor or whatever to get to whatever piece park we need to. You know what I'm talking about the the pool in the back. Sorry. Oh yeah, we had gotten a mushroom pool for yes. the children. Would you would you tell yes. that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was uh, several Uncle John stories actually, yeah. but we had gotten this mushroom pool for the children and they would play in the pool and they would swim and I would go out and watch them on the back porch and when he came by he said. Well, I was hoping I could catch you in your swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, I'll be back around 4.30. <laughs> oh, and he was such a good guy, though. If I, if I did, if I would have went out and bought a new swimsuit. <laughs> Just for him. It was so funny. <laughs> that, was, that was our interaction. So anyways, that, that's, you know, his inspiration. And, and if you buy a sop shirt, his, his image is on the, on the church. <laughs> and we'll, as long as we have that thing, we'll be from, from here on forward because he, he definitely was kind of a, a very unique guy to kind of live next to. So a message from out of focus ministries, founder, Bishop Freddie Feelgood. Oh, happy day. Friends. Proverbs 25, 24 says, Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarter of wine. Amen. I have seen this effect on a many a man. That is why I have started Corner of the Roof Ministries. For all those struggling husbands out there, come up with me on Sundays, during their wives' naps, and in secret. No fear. Please join us this Sunday. As we discuss what your wife told you to talk about, we'll see you on the roof. We never, and people say, ah, we never fussed. We really and truly never fussed. We never had a argument. You know, you fear people, you know, having a back and forth really big argument right. and we never we never argued we just he had such a great personality and um he, he wouldn't call you out though over the checks mom well he's kind <laughs> <laughs> you know back then with the bank would mail you your checks yes. like your your uh, approved checks yeah. and I remember Dad sitting in his recliner he's kicking back and he's got that whole stack of checks and he'd be going through each one <laughs> like Martha, what'd you spend by my money on? Like, well, John, I had to pay X, Y, and Z. He go the next one. Yeah, once he got his explanation, I guess he was good. That was their way of double checking each other. Yeah. Before the digital revelation. Yeah. yeah, we trusted each other. There was no, 
There was no jealousy. Yeah. If <laughs> well, the, uh, this was pre Aunt Martha, but apparently on the school bus there was a one of the lunchroom ladies that we worked with had a thing for Uncle John. Uh, yeah, you remember what it was? Yeah, yeah. Just in case she listens to this, I don't know if I want to you know, it. She's a bit fed up, but she, uh, you know, I heard that. She, I think she told me that. Matter of fact, she wasn't too embarrassed about it. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He used to, he had a trunk. I mean, I still got the trunk. Yeah. And when he was in France, there was a woman named Nicole. Yes. And I still, he still have those letters are still there right. from Nicole. So you mean he's a oh, human being, young man? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. nothing. You know. <laughs> she's nothing. But I never got jealous of her. Because <laughs> he was mine. Then. Right. But right. yeah, just trust. You know, not just right. the trust. That's the main thing. Trust. Well, I mean, like I said, then, as an outsider coming in, there, there was just there's a lot of love and enjoyment and half laughter and joy. You know, and you can feel it when you walk in the door. <laughs> now, even as a kid, you just kind of. Uh, sometimes, you know, I don't know if our kids can feel that when when they walk in our door. <laughs> we've argued. Yeah, we've argued. <laughs> I don't think any of us would say that we had a perfect upbringing, right. but it, it really was it really was good. Yeah. And, I, and you do credit mom and dad. Uh, you know, again, dad, dad, I think dad instilled a good work ethic in in all of us. Right. You know, when I worked with him in construction, I mean, I saw a different side <laughs> of his work yeah. ethic and you know what was required of mm-hmm. him. But but you know, but he never. I don't know even know how to put it. It it was not like. It was his ultimate goal in life. You know, you hear, you hear those stories about Ryan and Kyle about building character, right. you know, like mm-hmm. like Dad wasn't just forcing us to go out and do some kind of manual labor just because of him wanting us to go out and do it, right? right. There there was always a purpose behind the work that we did. And, and I don't know, Mom was telling the other day that I don't know if, if it was Carrie's job or maybe for most of our upbringing, like Carrie had to wash the dishes and Carrie couldn't ever understand or, you know, that... I mean, I'm just saying, like, like that. We all kind of had our thing, I guess, that right. we had to do. And um, but I don't know, Dad. Yeah, he was very slow to anger. You know, if you go back mm-hmm. to scripture, he was very slow to anger. You know, and there was only a few times I can remember him really, you know, getting upset in one shape or another. I think we had a, me and Mike had a mini bike incident one time where this goes back to Mike's mechanical mind where. <laughs> Mike had spent all morning, we had this little mini bike and it wouldn't run half the time, but Mike spent half the morning fixing up the mini bike and he got that thing running. And when I heard it going through the yard and, you know, at that point in my life, I kind of had a little bit of a short temper. So I just remember chasing him down. That mini bike didn't go very fast. So I could could get a good angle on him. I finally run him down and we got a little, you know, tipped about it. And, you know, and I somehow wrangled the mini bike from him and I was riding him. But I just remember dad coming out there and grabbing me by the, you know, shirt, and, yeah. you know, yanking me off of it. And, Didn't he? Was it him that, like, y'all got a little fuss and he made y'all hold hands? On oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was one of his forms of fun. Yeah. Like I said, he wasn't, he wasn't quick to, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we, I think we all, maybe except for Kelly, I mean, we all, in some shape or form, probably got a spanking, you yeah. know, when we were little, but... Yeah, as we got older, he found different little tricks. Yeah. And, and, and holding hands with your brother would work. Yeah. Even with your sister. I mean, sitting yeah. on the couch and holding hands, that was a, that was an extreme punishment oh, back in those days. Even, unusual, yeah. One time, Michael, I mean, uh, yeah, Michael and Carrie, I think Kelly was born, but Michael and Carrie got in the car, yeah. truck, whatever. It was his work and, truck. And locked themselves in. Oh. Or, well, shut the, anyway, he wouldn't let Sai in. 
Oh, yeah, that, was, that was a different story. Yes, and Sai <laughs> threw a rock. Yeah. Sai threw a rock oh. and broke the window. Oh. Because they wouldn't Ooh. let him in. And, um, you did have a little tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I thought, I thought that was the story. one time I got a hickory taken. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to tell the story. So when mom was in school, and like, so dad had a work truck, was a had three speed on the call. So yeah. mom was at school. So we, he, dad had all of us. He, so I was like arm, like young enough to be in his arms. Yeah. And Carrie, he, you know, the thing about dad was, or one of the things about dad was when it was time to go, it was never really time to go. Right. Yeah. So it would be, y'all go get in the car, y'all go, and, you know, 30 minutes later, yeah. he'd be wrapping up the conversation, right, yeah. right? So we were over at Granny's house, and the car, the, the work truck was pointed kind of down the hill uh, toward the chicken houses. And Carrie and I went out and got in the car, and, you know, Dad was finishing his conversation with Granny. And, you know, I was I was sitting there behind the wheel, playing and you know I'm, I'm, I'm standing up I'm driving kind of thing right and the car gets knocked into neutral right and it starts rolling so you know dad you know finishes his conversation turns around and the truck's not there yeah. so we have rolled all the way down the hill <laughs> through the fence to the to the very bottom of the hill and then we get down there panicked trying to get out and we lock the doors. We can't, we can't roll the windows down. You know, so yeah. it, it's we like yeah. useless. It, it was Christmas, right? And uh, that was, I think, one of the few times I can remember. You know, Dad being yeah, well, he, on that one. yeah, he, he was scared. Yeah. I think he was scared. scared. I guess that's it. Like he didn't. I don't know that he ever that he ever punished us for being kids being dumb kids you know doing stuff that we really didn't do intentionally now there were times i mean i feel like when we got spankings it was almost it's like okay i've got to do this because i've got to yeah. do this yeah. um it wasn't because he was mad um it it was i mean he he had high expectations and hopes right. for us and so Like things that he did, as I said, it wasn't always easy. I mean, goodness, there were times where I was so mad at him or I felt like he had just done me wrong for whatever reasons. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like like as I said, looking back, I mean, we were so fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I was just about to say, I mean, and I I think, you know, we're we're all (laughs) in some shape or form, you know, we were sitting around this table, we, we were all raised in church. We were all raised faith-based, you know, and, and, and dad had his moments, you know, and, and we won't go into that whole story, but I, but I, I still, to this day, you know, whether, you know, however you want to talk about, you know, say our father's faith and, and, and beliefs, to me, he was always the model though that yeah i mean yeah. you know you know what i mean just just with the way that he lived his life and was always willing to be generous or help somebody that was in need i mean i, I again the example he said i mean if you if you hung around him and if you watched him i, I really think again we're <laughs> all of us sitting here at the table we won't say we're the closest of siblings by any stretch you know i'm sure there's a lot of families out there that you know siblings do all but but he he 
him and mom raised us, we're, we're all independent and we're all, you know, we all concentrate on our own families because we know how important that aspect is too right. of, of raising good kids, raising, you know, you want them to grow up to be, you know, responsible adults. And I, and I do think that was, that was always his goal you right. know, is, is for us to be, you know, turn out, you know, be good, be productive, you know. Yeah. And, 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 oh, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, I mean, and, and back to the, the, just the way he was, right? So, like, when, when they had cows and, and, you know, the funny thing is we all left and they sold them off. That's, that's <laughs> all but, yeah. we, you know, in the hay fields, you know, Uncle, Uncle Went was on the, on the tractor bailing the hay. Right. And, you know, it was probably either Roland or John driving the tractor with the rake. Right. Dad was all, always, almost always, you know, with the, with whoever was throwing the hay on the truck or the trailer or wherever it might be, walk walk in the field, uh, you know, going going to the barn, putting it in the barn or, or wherever it was, you know, it was all it was it was so I'd say almost comical because like I say, Uncle Went Uncle Went was kind of the the ringleader right. and, and the guy on the tractor, and Dad was always with with whoever was. But yeah. that's what, to me, like the few times I got to work with Uncle John, just whatever it was, it wasn't work. I, it's hard. I mean, yeah. like it, it was an enjoyment thing, especially that older I get, yeah. and you're not a kid anymore. But like, he, he just made things fun to, to hang out with him. That's true. You haven't seen anything. <laughs> oh, I made up this, this, but I, I mean, I can say, but well, Kelly, Kelly, going back to that video you were talking about, you know, the princess. Show me, show me, show me, show me. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the way Kelly always was, you know, I mean, no matter what it was, I mean, Kelly was the princess of the, right. of the family. Well, it was the apple of his eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, mother said I haven't said anything, but my daddy was, uh, oh, a hugger. Yeah. And he loved uh, right. you know, a pretty woman. He loved, you know, <laughs> whoever it was, right. he just loved hugs. Right. And I will always yeah. remember that. Yeah. So let, let's, uh, let's digress to my game here. <laughs> okay. So, I, and I'll, I'll try to think if you can think of anything to... Uh, because yeah, I, I probably should be better prepared for this. But what, I, what I'm going to do is, is just kind of go through y'all's childhood, and I'm going to say something like who's the most likely to do, or who's most likely is to it, have had, or anything like that. Is this like from Dad's perspective? No, no, no this is just, just for, for y'all more about what you think about who would have gotten or who the best okay. was or anything like that. Okay, so if, if I could go back in time and went to one of your rooms, who would have the dirtiest room? Um, that would have been the girls because <laughs> his comment was often that we've been attacked by terrorists <laughs> he would say the terrorists have been <laughs> and they hit the girls <laughs> I think Jay will be so thankful to hear that because like, I don't think that apple falls more than the truth yeah, I don't know if I ever heard that he was afraid the terrorists had hit yeah. the bomb has gone off <laughs> So do remember, I mean, so all growing up, you know, we shared, the girls shared a room, the boys shared a room. Right. Yeah. So until we left the house. That's right. I didn't remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. So uh, probably the most likely to have gotten in trouble when they were younger. Who would that have been? Sigh. <laughs> didn't take long to. Uh... Well, I mean, it wasn't like I was looking for trouble. It seemed like trouble found me most of the time. <laughs> 
just the just the adventures kind of went left. I just followed Sai. He would just do. No, that's... He would, I mean, just... Happen to. Think, yeah. <laughs> well, I would say, even when we visit with like, Granny and them, like, if there's an injury to happen, besides him, besides him, we'd want to injure him. Or like, start by and run, and he slips and goes his yes. head, you know. I mean, like, did you get stabbed yourself in the eye with something? Yeah. Oh, 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 that was awful. Yeah. A nail yeah. went through his knee? Yeah, yeah. terrible. All bees, I mean, y'all told the one bee story, but... You know, there was a hornet's nest out here one time, and Kelly comes running in the house screaming and crying, and Mother is just certain that she has gotten stung. And Cy comes in, and he's got, like, you know, multiple stings. Kelly's fine. She's just terrified because Cy's been stung. But, yeah, that's, you know, why I, that's why I decided to throw a rod at yeah. the hornet's nest. Yeah. He, Luckily, I missed the nest, but they must have some... Uh, he frequently <laughs> threw things at Yeah, I, 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 I sent the thing. <laughs> Very biological, even then. Yeah, he met a flower down here at the basement in the grass. Yeah, playing playing war. I wanted it. I wanted it to be realistic. Yeah, what I wanted. When Duck Dynasty came out and Uncle Si was the character, like we would tell our kids Uncle Si stories. Like he's got nothing on your Uncle Si, so let us tell you a story. I got you. Yeah, I always wondered why you were so calm raising your children. And I would be like so worried. They're too close to the fire. Why are they not worried about it? Now I know you survived it. So. Uh, my, my, common, my common line, Barb, was always, they got to learn. <laughs> and you learn by experience. Yeah. So, all right, so here's my next one. Uh, most likely to, I guess I, this is, you can put it a couple different ways. I won't say most spoiled. But who probably got more presents or more gifts or bigger gifts out of the four of you? Anybody? Kelly was the most spoiled. But I, I will <laughs> yeah. say, well, like, like I think I received the best Christmas present ever as we were growing up. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, a little detail there. I woke up one Christmas morning. It's probably I was probably seventeen. You know, and you, know, you think at seventeen, I don't know, you get like maybe a stereo or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And, come strolling into the living room and you know we, they, mom always divided you know our piles into four piles and I can't remember what Mike got there he got golf some clubs. Real, what yes golf club that's what it was I'm like golf clubs and I'm looking at this pile over here and there's a microwave in this pile golf clubs microwave <laughs> well, when everything was said and done Mike had the golf club yeah. They thought a microwave would be good for Cy, I guess, because he was getting ready to go off to college. Yeah. So the microwave was... Practical, yeah. And I will bring that, my sister, into that, because she and I Christmas shopped in those years together. Yes. And she, Michael thought, that'd be great. He needs the golf club. Cy's going to school. Professional and need a microwave. So we bought him a microwave. Yeah, yeah. I bet you're going, hey, Dad always said I was the most expensive child. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they, from my family was like me too. I think it's just a bias against young, the youngest of them. Well, <laughs> cheerleading was an expensive sport. Yeah. And then I tore my ACL. I do remember that. You yeah. know, was. And a lot of times, I mean, in, in seriousness, though, I guess as the youngest, like our oldest, they start taking care of themselves, and so there is more. Money to go around and bacon to go around. Or whatever. <laughs> well, in teaching, 
I always said, or Owen maybe would say, you have to be strictest on day one, yeah. and then you can relax, but right. you can never get tougher. So I always say, like, Kelly had a different set of parents yeah. because they yeah. were yeah. as strict as they got. Right. Me. And then... And our, our, by the time yeah. they, they get to the youngest one, they're just wore out. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're beat down, down from the right, other ones. Right. Yeah, I was like, it's all going to be fine. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, so that, that's kind of all the questions. Do you, can you, do you have any other? Who's the most competitive? When you think about the most competitive... <sighs> probably be signed. I mean, it was me when I was a kid, but I've I was a, I will say I was a very sore loser, and I remember Dad was very good at games, like checkers especially. <laughs> and when we were kids, he loved playing us with you know in checkers. And I can just remember, you know, I guess as a kid, I think he would like give you that hope that you were going to be <laughs> in checkers, and then he'd end the game like on three jumps. I remember. Clicking that checker ball up one time. You cheated. You cheated. It was like when I was maybe five or six. Cheating him of cheating in checkers. But I know he was, I'm looking back, I knew, I know he had set me up. And he would laugh. I'd be so mad. My face, you know, he would just laugh the whole time. All right, Barb, that'll do the, uh, Finish this up with Uncle John's family story. We had a great visit with Aunt Martha and yes. her kids and, and got to reminisce about a great dude, uh, our Uncle John. <laughs> so, uh, Barb, we're, uh, we're getting close to kind of the end of season one, honestly. We got a, I got a couple more ideas for another episode or two uh, and to let everybody know that the vote was in. Yes. And so We're going with a... Um, episode of on the home place after dark <laughs> in which you will hear about the white thing so, so i know that's <laughs> something for you to look forward to if you don't know what the white thing is you may or may not know by the time you get to the end of the podcast <laughs> so uh, that, that, that's called a teaser and uh that, that's something to look forward to as we kind of continue on but season one is going to be over in in, uh, in a couple of weeks uh, hopefully, I got I got another idea for another episode, and then we're going to do the after uh, dark episode, and then probably Barb Sop's going to be right here on us. Oh yeah, uh, right there. I went out there and saw the cane. It is above my head. Come and get your syrups, your soaps. That's right, and whatever else from we'll the, have from the sop shop. From the sop shop. <laughs> but uh, that that's going to do for it uh, today, Barb. Uh, it's been it's been a great little episode, and uh, I guess it's our tagline: "This life is sweet." Sop it up. <laughs>